for listening to Most Certainly True, a podcast of Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Milwaukee. It has been said that history is really His story, the story of God showing His grace and mercy to the people He has created. That grace and mercy is on clear display in the Gospels as we see our Jesus living and dying for the sins of the world. But His story continues. The story of the early Christian church is his story as well. We are glad that you have chosen to read that story with us, as together we read chapter by chapter through the book of Acts. We'll review the stories of God's grace and mercy on his infant church and celebrate that same grace and mercy that we know and experience today. We are glad to have you studying and growing with us. Here's the next episode of our podcast and the discussion of the next chapter of the book of Acts. Hey podcast listeners, thanks for coming back to another episode of Most Certainly True Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian Hockman, here with my buddy Pastor Strong. How are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, real glad to have you. So we can continue our march through the book of Acts. We are just marching right through. And I feel like right now it's, it is like this march because we just, you know, we're following along with Paul and his journeys. And we're just going from one stop to another. So it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I guess the the people who are tuning into this podcast have no um, knowledge or probably care about when we actually do the recording, but... <laughs> um, we slid up an hour from our normal time because we got a, it's a fun week here in downtown Milwaukee. It is downtown employee appreciation week. Yeah. It's kind so, of a fun, a fun event every year. Yeah. So we've got a date at like 1130 to grab the staff, to round the staff up and walk to, uh, which park is it today? I think we're at Schlitz Park Schlitz today. A pretty close one. Yeah. And they give us free lunch. Yeah, it's really cool. It, you know, Monday through Friday during this week, they they set up shop at different parks around the downtown area. We were at Red Arrow Park one day yesterday, Cathedral Square, today Schlitz Park, and um, they hand out like free meals. Different businesses or restaurants um, sign up. We had Cousin Subs the other day and uh, tacos from MKE Tacos, I think it is what it's called over on State and, and uh, Old World Third. Not Old World Third anymore. It's MLK Drive. Sorry. Yes. Um, that's a new one. I got to get that in my head. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of a cool thing. They have different things set up and, you know, businesses handing out free goodies and little games and stuff you can play. So nice to get outside, enjoy some time as a staff, get some free food. It's always a fun thing. So you get three tosses for those inflatable donuts to get in the big cups. Yeah. And you get to play every day. And I haven't gone to every single one or played it every single time. But I think I've made, I'm like one for 20. I think <laughs> I've made a donut one time. I feel like it's a, a rigged uh, well, carny game. <laughs> you get these little inflatable donuts, right? And, you know, you're outside and there's a little breeze every day. And so the wind just comes and it takes those things. They sail like frisbees. <laughs> That's tough. I saw a guy that was walking about 10 feet away from one of the cups get blindsided by, <laughs> by one yesterday. You got to watch out for flying donuts. <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever say that in my oh, life, but yeah, really, you got to watch out for flying donuts. If you're at Downtown Employee <laughs> Appreciation Week, for sure. That is a, a hazard that you 
that you have to do. I, I find it funny they do the you uh, won the the free <laughs> yeah. throw shooting contest as the last shooter of the day yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The Bucks um, always set up this little free throw shooting contest, and you get twenty seconds to make as many free throws as you can, and <clears throat> um, they keep track of who's got the record for the day. And so yeah, yeah. Yesterday, by the time we got through the lunch line and grabbed our, our free tacos, we popped over there. It was towards the end of their their time there, and yeah, I sunk. What was it? 14? You beat the existing record by four. Yeah. The, the record remarkable. at the time. The record at the time was 10, and I made 14, which was unreal. That was pretty fun. I don't Did I, did I miss? I was just in the zone. You Someone were, said I didn't miss. I feel like I missed one, though. I think though. you might have missed one. <clears throat> we were a little bit closer. Yes. Uh, than, full disclosure, it was not a regulation free throw at this point. They're out in the grass, and I think they eyeballed it, and their eyeballs are were much closer than the actual line. But... Um, Hey, and that's a cool thing. As long as we're thing. doing full disclosure, you had not released the the fourteenth free throw as the buzzer. Expired. Oh no, the buzzer sounded already. The buzzer sounded. Oh, okay, but so they counted it for you, and I'm 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 happy for you that they counted <laughs> that they gave you an extra. Yeah, one. the referee <laughs> the, the referee gave it to me, but still, it was a legit thirteen. Then at least, right, that won it. Yes. Good. All right. Well, you still won by three, <laughs> which is also remarkable. That's uh, fun. So I get. I think. I think I haven't seen an official email yet from from the Bucks, but I think I get invited back on Friday to to compete against all the daily winners for the the grand prize, which I don't even know what the grand prize is. <laughs> so I did win a day. I was going to say, how do you know so much about a this? A few Pastor years Strong? ago. So this is not my first time winning the free throw contest there. Um, which either says, well, it does. It says that our downtown employees need to work on their free throws because there's no way I should be winning this. <laughs> but so, podcast listeners, if you need spiritual care or free throw shooting technique right. tips, Pastor Strong, is, uh, you know, is your guy. I was, I was hoping that they'd call me up when Giannis was having his free throw issues. Like, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> but um, no, but I think like when I won it a few years ago on a, on one day that I won like a pair of preseason tickets and then just like some swag stuff. Like they gave me a little bucks clock alarm clock type thing or whatever. So, and then I think if you won, is it regular season? It was maybe tickets, a pair of regular season recall. tickets or something like that too. But there are some good shooters and there's actually a guy who's like a ringer. He's got to be a ringer. I see him every year and he's won it every year. He will, I will get destroyed. Yeah. And he wasn't around. Was he around yesterday? I saw him in the line on Monday after we shot. He was in line. I didn't see how. So he I did. wonder. I wonder if he won Monday and then didn't shoot. Tuesday. I would. I would assume he did. I mean, he yeah. just always shoots lights out. So are you going to shoot today just to try to put it out of reach ah, for anyone no. else, or are you going to? No, I got to well? save it. I'm going to save it all for Friday. <laughs> oh, I did not man. win the free throw contest, but I got this cool snap bracelet. That's cool. For our listeners, that's one of those you slap it on your wrist. You think I could slap it on the microphone, or is that gonna like yeah. blow out people's eardrums? Here it is. That snap, crackle, pop. You so heard when I that? when I first got this, I thought, oh, um, you know, Lucas would really like this, so I'm gonna pick this up for him. But I I really like it too, so I don't know if he's gonna <laughs> it's actually not gonna get leave it. your office. <laughs> it might stay here. <laughs> the snap bracelets that you haven't played with since in the the 90s when you were a kid. I I also am from the 90s, so right. it's a good match. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So we've been having some fun this week. So we slid this up so that we can finish up podcast recording and then 
join the staff down to Schlitz. Yeah, and so. maybe Pastor Hockman will join me in the championship round on Friday. He's yeah, got the chance maybe. today and tomorrow have, yet. I would have to like double up my best score so far. But <laughs> See, also, I we'll think you, if you hit a day when the, people just aren't, you know, the, the record isn't that high, maybe mm-hmm. it's only at like six, seven, eight. There you go. You can... You can beat that. Do you hey. think they allow proxy shooters? Like, Probably could, not. Could you sign up as Brian Hockman <laughs> and not. win me some pre- Would that you know, be dishonest? Yeah, probably dishonest. <laughs> you know, the, the, what uh, if I was physically unable to perform and I was sending you on my behalf? Right. There you go. <laughs> no, there's more of a story behind the first time I won too, but we don't have time on this podcast. You'll have to ask me personally more of the, the first round story. Uh, you were around for that one, right? There was, was there some questionable counting? No, it was. We a, have time. We always was, have time. All right. So the first time that I won a few years ago, I tied the a guy on that day. Um, we both had eight or nine. It was not a, a super stellar performance by any means, but it tied for the day is high. So we had to both come back the next day and shoot like a shootout, right? And so I did my shoot, you know, announced to who I was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you get to shoot. And you also get to shoot for today. I'm like, all right, great. So I shot my first one, and it was not a very good round. I think he had been there earlier and had done like 10. And so I had to have 10 or more, you know, 11 to to win. To win the previous day, yeah. And I did not shoot well that first round. I maybe hit like eight. Like, oh, I'm not sighted. I didn't do so well. And they're like, well, we'll count that for today. And here's your second one. And this is for the, you know, against the guy. So if this guy's listening, I'm sorry. But then my second time round, I made 11 and I I won the tiebreaker. So they gave me the day. That's right. (laughs) I do recall that now. So I don't know how legit that was. But yesterday was legit. Yes. Yesterday was legit. Yesterday was more than legit. So anyways, it was just kind of fun. <laughs> Shenanigans all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what swag and, and what... Yeah. Uh, I would invite every all our podcast listeners to come and cheer me on on Friday, but you're not going to get this till after the fact. So. Yeah. That would, they'd need a time machine to do that. Yep. But, but, uh, but they, we'll can tune, they can tune in to uh, next week's It'll episode be a to find out what actually happened. <laughs> too funny we unless, do have a little you're, fun unless you're taking off sunday for like your victory parade and uh, yeah don't well, see right. it, and that would be a big clue so you know when i hold up my big trophy at the block party <laughs> on sunday everybody will know <laughs> oh goodness too good should we talk about axe for Let's a little talk bit about axe that's why people are really here not to hear about my free throw shooting <laughs> that's just bonus that's that's free no charge <laughs> right so uh, Acts chapter 25, Paul's on trial. Um, this is just sounding so similar in my mind to some of these other uh, biblical narratives that we're familiar with. So uh, if we back up into 24, he's before Governor Felix, um, sits in prison for two years, and then there's a transition of power. And new guy comes in, a new guy named Festus, and... Now we're going to kind of do the trial over again. Festus is going to get a chance. It seems like it becomes one of his priorities. He's only a couple days into office, and I got to figure out what's going on with this Paul guy that's in prison. Um, Right. But sounds a lot to me like the Joseph story. Joseph sits in prison and gets forgotten and kind of hangs out there until God has the right time to bring him up and and, uh, continue working his plan. You see that happening um, here. You know, since you kind of talked about some similarities from other things too, it's it's just interesting that, you know, the, these trials often go the same way too, where you get these jealous factions that are 
you know, stubborn and not liking what, what is being preached and shared or what this, these people are all about, these Christians. And they drum up false charges and they drag them in front of the courts. And then you get these civil govern, governments, uh, leaders like Pontius Pilate or Festus here, or I mean, Felix. And, um, and they're trying to convict them over these, you know, religious rules that are all just drummed up charges too. And, you know, you saw it with Jesus. You see, saw it with the apostles earlier on. Paul's now in like his second round of being falsely accused already here too. Um, so, I mean, it's it just happens all over the place. Yeah. It's, and it's actually people, if you draw the comparison to the path that Jesus took, it's actually people that are sitting in the same seats, serving the same functions. Festus, Felix and Festus, both Roman governors serving the same role as Pontius Pilate did. Um, later they move move him to, well, Agrippa is curious. He's a Herod, um, and that was Herod Antipas that uh, is in town for the festival, and Pilate finds out Jesus is Galilean and says, go, uh, go talk to Herod. And um, so it's the same exact thing that's happening here just a generation later. Um, you've got the Roman governor, you've got the, the, uh, the Herod, the king, uh, and that's how that ends up going. Right. Um, the, the plot I found was interesting. So that happened in chapter 23, the chief priests and they, they try to get Paul to be transferred to a new location so that they can ambush him on the way and take his life. I, I find it kind of interesting in chapter 23, uh, they take a solemn oath that they won't eat anything until Paul is killed. And now here we are two years later and it's the same people conspiring again. I, I think they broke their oath. I'm guessing they have not survived two years without a meal. There's probably something about that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're at it again. We'll try it. We'll try it with the new guy. We'll try it with Festus. Have him transferred to Jerusalem so that we can have this trial. And their plan then is to ambush him on the way. But again, their plan gets thwarted. Yeah, Festus makes his way down to uh, Jerusalem himself, and the people are trying to convince him to bring him back. And he basically says, "Well, hey, I'm going back to Caesarea pretty quick here. Why don't you guys come with me?" Right. You come uh, with. Make your charges. I'm not going to bring the prisoner to you. Um, you can come and, and make your case and make your charges up to Caesarea, up to the coastal town there. And as they're doing this and, and Festus is trying to get to the bottom of what's happening, Paul is making his defense and basically says, I've done nothing wrong against the Jewish people or the temple or the law or against Caesar. And um, Festus basically says, well, are you willing to go to Jerusalem to face these charges? And says, I'm not going to go to Jerusalem. But then... Um, Paul makes kind of the a bold statement says I I appeal to Caesar. I yeah. want to go directly to the top. Plays the trump card, right? This right. is my privilege. I really like he kind of schools Festus in in the law. Like you don't have the right to send me to some other body who doesn't hold any authority and doesn't even have legitimate charges. Um I'm a Roman citizen and um no one has the right to Hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar, he says. And, all right. So that really sets in motion how Paul will eventually, um, this really, uh, you know, gets the us through the rest of the book of Acts, but eventually this is how Paul gets to Rome is because of this um, this desire to, to stand before Caesar, his appeal. 
I kind of studied a little bit through the book of Acts. Maybe you've got a study Bible and and there's a chart that kind of walks you through the the Herod family, uh, which makes quite a few appearances in the Gospels and then here in the book of Acts. Um, that's kind of interesting. I, I was asking the question, so what position is Herod Agrippa holding? Um, and he's really, he's in the fourth generation from, so you got Herod the Great is uh, at the time of Jesus' birth and kills the babies in Bethlehem. Um, you got Herod Antipas is the next generation then, and he beheads John the Baptist. He's the one that um, asked to see Jesus and becomes friends with Pontius Pilate um, there in the account of the crucifixion. Next generation then, Agrippa the first. Uh, is Acts chapter 12. He's the one that killed James the Apostle. And now we're a generation beyond that, Agrippa II. And my study Bible had a note. I did not was not remembering this. But so why is why are there Roman governors at the time if there's Herods as well? And I, the answer that's given is that Agrippa II was only 17 when his father died. And so not old enough to really be able to rule on his own and so he's not deposed or done away with or kicked out of the country he's left there and kind of the figurehead but the roman governors come back in so the the pontius Pilate round of roman governors come in when there's when there's this vacancy after archelaus who was herod the great's son in judea after he dies then there's this period where there's no Herod, and so the governors come back. Then Herod's kind of regained control a little bit. And now here, as they lose that control, the, the governors, Felix and Festus and some others, come in to rule on behalf of the Roman government. But then Herod, the, Herod Agrippa II ends up um, slowly gaining some of that power back. And so you've got, again, uh, just like you had... Pontius Pilate and then um, Herod Antipas. Now you've got uh, Festus Felix and Agrippa II coming back. You sort of have this sharing of power again. Um, Similarly to to, uh, Herod Antipas, it's more of like the curiosity thing for Agrippa II. So maybe a courtesy. The Roman governor doesn't have to take take him to to Herod, but Herod's got some power and some influence. And so um, Festus says, yeah, well, we'll, we'll take him that way and um, try to make buddies, try to, try to befriend um, and acknowledge the existence of this, this leader. So that sort of sets the stage for why there's both a Roman and, a, and a, someone in the Herodian line that have some power here at the time. Yeah, so you got King Agrippa coming to to Festus to pay the respects. Uh, it was I think also too. I mean, Festus is a new governor, and and so it's kind of you know sometimes I think we see that today where um, world leaders will you know extend a welcome to newly elected or installed leaders from other places. You know, when uh, you know President Biden 
got into office, I'm sure that there were world leaders that reached out and maybe right. even invited him to come over, made a trip over, that kind of stuff. I think that's what's happening here. You have King mm-hmm. Agrippa coming over to Festus, who's new to his office and role as governor, and uh, coming to pay his respects to welcome him into um, that leadership. And they're sharing stories. They're sharing what's going on probably in their different uh, realms of leadership and rule. And of course, Festus has this issue with Paul that he shares with King Agrippa and um, he kind of runs through the what's what's been happening and what he's heard, what he's what he knows, um, how he's talking about uh, this man named Jesus who Paul claims was alive, and you know, obviously Festus here is kind of trying to make sense of what's happening with all this too. Yeah, you got just remember the background here. So Festus is this Roman governor who is going to be, and he's new to the area, so not going to really be up to speed on the religious customs or climate at the time. Agrippa here is this fourth generation leader whose family has been well entrenched in this whole thing and has lived through the actual playing out of the story of Jesus and the apostles and and now the early church. So Agrippa has some knowledge and insight that uh, Festus doesn't have. Um, and, and so I think that's part of what's going on here too is help me understand what, what's happening Um which I think is wise on Festus's part. He could just make his ruling and forget right. you guys and and end up causing civil war um, in the process. So to, to call in someone with some power and influence and understanding um, is something that's going to help him too. And so Agrippa is intrigued and uh, he wants to, to see this. He wants to hear what's going on. And so Festus lines that up for them. And uh, the next day, I think it's just kind of interesting how this all s- starts up. You have Agrippa and his his wife Bernice come in with great pomp and enter the audience room with high-ranking military f- officers and the prominent men of the city. So, I mean, it's kind of like this makes a big deal out of this trial. I don't know if we can say trial this entry or anything like that, but King Agrippa is here. I mean, right. it was it was a quite an entrance I'm I'm imagining here, but also you have high ranking officials at this at this meeting of, of of Paul and him hearing what's going on in this trial and giving his defense and so Paul is going to have an opportunity um, as we're going to see in chapter 26 to really preach and share the gospel uh, in front of some some prominent people and that's a that's a pretty cool thing that he has the opportunity to do that God sets before him. Yeah, Jesus predicts that for his disciples and his followers, you'll have a opportunity to give witness before kings and rulers and you can see that definitely literally being played out for Paul here as he's speaking to governors and 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 kings and now eventually he's going to um, get a chance to talk to Caesar himself. Festus just kind of makes the introduction to once Paul is brought into the court and uh, just lays it out. Um, I The Jewish community is is accusing him of these things. I found nothing um, that he's done wrong, that he's not deserving of death, but he's made the appeal. And I'm kind of at a loss as to, to what I'm supposed to send him to the emperor with. Um, I need some charges. I need something to write to him. So that's why we're convening. We're trying yeah. to – I need a write-up. I need he's something got, to gotta send have, forward. Got to have the letter so that Caesar reads it and knows who this Paul guy is and what the accusations are. And um, this was a pretty common thing that when a prisoner was being sent or when a case was being tried in another place, you'd have this letter. Here's who this guy is. Here's the accusations. Here's – what I've found, here's the evidence. Now it's in your court, quite literally. Right. Um, but 
Festus is kind of in trouble. I'm going to have to send this guy with no letter because I, <laughs> what would I write? Right. Some people gave this guy to me. <laughs> the end. Um, yeah. So he's hoping that Agrippa will help him save some face in that respect too. Maybe they can write this letter together or at least he can have some understanding to, to know what the two sides are and what the grievance is and even what the charges are. Right. But as of right now, they can't even get that far, right? There aren't even charges. It's just hatred. It's just this guy threatens is is a threat to us and... Well, and in Festus's mind too, it probably is helpful if if Agrippa would maybe send a letter of recommendation too, right? Like, hey, we both listened to the both sides. Um, yeah, the charges are a little weak, but we both agree that he should stand trial before the emperor, right before right. Caesar. So, you know, maybe at least having I think that's probably in Festus's mind. If I at least have someone else who's going to help back me, someone who's got maybe some standing already, right. That's probably a helpful thing. So I'm not uh, making my first move. Is <laughs> right. I'm this this new idiot over here who just sent you a guy who and Festus no lasted reason. two weeks as governor over, <laughs> right. over Caesarea in the area. <laughs> right. So, so this is another one of those abrupt chapter breaks. Um, Paul gets a chance to talk to Agrippa and and kind of make his defense, and then. Uh, chapter 26, which we'll talk about next time, is Agrippa's response. So come back. This will be a, a weird place for you to stop studying the book of Acts. So come back. It just keeps moving. It's exciting stuff. This is like the the cliffhanger. Yeah. Right? It's uh, what's hap- going to happen next with Paul. We'll come so, back next time. Come back next time, and we'll uh, pull you off of hanging off of that cliff and uh, finish up the story. Um story of God's grace for Paul, the story of God's grace for us. We'll see you next time. This is most certainly, certainly true. true. Thanks for listening. We'd love to share more about God's love with you. Check us out at www.gracedowntown.org. There you'll find worship times, our pastor's contact info, and a lot of information about our ministry in and to downtown Milwaukee. We hope to connect you to the grace of God again soon.